Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders from across the country. I'm really excited today. I don't have a guest, but I do have a co-host in Mr. Dana Hancock. Dana. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, it's kind of dark. I don't know if you guys can see it. If you are watching the video, and side note, all of our podcasts are streamed. I think we have three camera angles one of which includes our 300-square-foot studio, which we call our Verley Studio, here located at the headquarters in Omaha, Nebraska. So today, I am really excited about the topic because I'm going to ideate on lead generation. I'm going to talk about how we started generating leads, why we started generating leads, why any industry uses the lead as the tip of the spear to drive revenue. Uh, But before I get into that, I just want to recap quickly last month's topic that was big picture, which I also was able to share alone without a guest. Uh, We got great feedback from that episode. It gave me about 30 to 45 minutes to just download on the entire big picture of any thriving business that wants to scale. And as we have turned this corner into 2022, and as we look towards 2023, and a lot of people wanna generate more revenue, a lot of people wanna have more success, a lot of people want more freedom, they wanna create leverage, they wanna do all these fun things, and we wanna help them focus on the things that matter most, which are our key performance indicators. What are the things within your business that are going to actually move the dial? And to us, it all starts with leads. And I know when I say leads, people think internet leads. Today, we're going to talk about three types of leads that are specific to the residential sales arena, but also would apply to other businesses as well. Um, Before I get into it, this is the high-level topic of the month of February for Elite Real Estate Systems Team Leader Coaching Product. Of course, Elite Real Estate Systems is our main sponsor. This is their podcast, the Team Building Podcast, of which I get to host. And we would love to invite anyone and everyone that has yet to look into Elite Real Estate Systems to consider it as their training portal to help them take their team to the next level. Every Thursday at 11.15 Central Standard Time, we deliver on a high-level topic. Again, February, the month of February, that topic is lead generation. And then we do a 30-minute Q&A session. It's all in a group setting. We average about 25 to 30 people per session live. And then we get about another 75 downloads um, after the session. And all of our recordings are indexed. So you can search topics based on what was discussed on the call. Uh, Really simple, really easy to use. And right now, I know we are offering a three-month 50% off discount. So for more information about our high-level team leader coaching product, go out to EliteRealEstateSystems.com and you can learn more about it. Hope to see you on the next call. So diving into lead gen, um, it all started for me when I got my license in 2006. It was actually November of 2006. I've now been in the business over 15 years. Um, I worked as a residential real estate agent from 2006, which was November. So my first full year was 07. Until the end of 2011, I was full-time working buyers and sellers. And in 2011, we launched a team. And in 2012, that was our first year as a team. And we grew 300%. So I went from doing like 70 deals to us doing about 240 deals, 325%, something like that. And up to the point where we launched the team, of course, I always wanted leads. And everyone told me, and everyone think of this, the answer to this question, of course, it's rhetorical, where is the best place to get leads? 
Where is the best place to find my next listing? Where's the best place to get my next buyer to work with me? If you are an agent that's servicing deals, if you are a person whose responsibility it is, their job is to bring the business in. And everyone has a different answer. Everyone has a different perspective and a different experience. And that's okay. The true answer is the place where you're getting the leads is the best place to get the leads. And are you tracking where those leads are coming from? Are you focused on return on investment? Are you focused on return on time? And these are future months in our coaching product that we get into these subjects. But today, as we speak to just leads, I was obsessive when I first got into the business in 2006 to find my first deal, my second deal. I remember the first family I ever worked with on the buy side. I wrote a contract. I had no mentor. It was 10 o'clock at night. No idea what I was doing. And I'm sure a lot of agents had that same experience. The traditional brokerage model didn't provide a dependent model mentor to help me on that first deal. And so I had to figure it out. And then the second deal, then the third deal, then the first listing. And I wanted more because the servicing's the easy part of the real estate transaction, but finding the lead is the gold. That is what was going to feed, house, and clothe my family. And so I started to figure out where do leads come from? I started listening to podcasts and started reading books and started asking agents, where do you find your leads? How do you get leads? How do you get the next lead? And everyone said to me, when you're in the business for five years, the leads are just going to start coming. You just got to hang in there, man. Hang in there, man. Just keep telling people you're in the business and ask for some referrals and the business is going to come. But rarely did anyone give me a calculated process, the actual action steps to generate leads. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So as we get into this, what I have come to learn is that leads can be categorized into three main categories. You have sphere of influence, which to me is the most valuable lead if you are still in production. Because these people already know you, like you, trust you. You've already proven to them that you are the expert and they want to work with you or refer business to you. The second is going to be internet leads. These are people that are coming in from social media. These are people that are going to be coming in from squeeze pages. These are people that are coming in from a website, a Google ad, Facebook. And they are wanting information that you probably have access to. And they register and give you their information or they request to see a house, or they request information about a house. That's an internet lead. You don't know this person. They're not part of your sphere, but you didn't have to personally actively go after them. And that's the third category, outbound prospecting. That's where you actively physically go after someone. They didn't come from an internet lead, and they're not part of your sphere. And people oftentimes will, will come to me and say, well, what's your sphere? To me, someone's SOI or sphere of influence is somebody that's in their phone. If they're not in your phone, they're not your sphere of influence. If they're not in your email database, they're not your sphere of influence. If it's just someone you come in contact with once a month when you're checking out of gas station or grocery store, people will consider that their sphere. That's not your sphere. You don't have their phone number. They don't know you like you trust you because you buy gas from them once a month. It's the people that you go to church with, the people you're at at the gym with, your social circle, your friends, the people you travel with. Those are going to be your sphere. And all those people should be in your database. And so we started to recognize these are the three groups. And everyone always told me, just work your sphere. The internet leads aren't worth your time. The problem prospecting isn't worth your time. Just work your sphere. Well, that's easy to say when you've been in the business for 30 years and you have a huge sphere of 3,000 people or whatever the number might be. But as a brand new agent at 23 years old, wanting to make a six-figure income with a brand new baby to feed and living in a one-bedroom apartment, I wasn't good with the answer of just work your sphere. I wanted more than that. I needed better than that. I demanded better than that. And I was willing to do the work. And so um, going into 2007, I invested in a product that's still here today. And it's a great product called The Red X. A lot of people just call it Red X. But the website, I think, is theredx.com. Dana, why don't you confirm that for me? 
So I invested in the Red X because in 2007, if we can all go back to that day, which is kind of wild now to think, homes were on average sitting on the market for seven months. I think it was seven to nine months. And I know in Nebraska, we had over 9,000 listings, nine months essentially of worth of inventory. And we were in a buyer's market. And we all know what happened in eight, nine, 10, things got crazy. And so I was working expired leads. And so this was an outbound, of course, prospecting effort. It wasn't my sphere. It wasn't the internet. And I had been told that you could have a lot of success picking up these expired leads. And the intent wasn't to pick up the expired lead and list it because I wanted to get a commission off the sale because homes weren't selling. They were taking forever to sell unless they were priced really, really, really low. And so my intent was, hey, I'm going to pick these up and hopefully they get a little bit more realistic about the price that they put the house at. But I want to pick up buyer leads off the sign. And so I started picking up as many listing leads as I could because I wanted to put my sign, my number on the sign. And all the way back to 2007, I had a QR code on my sign that you could scan and it would take you to the listing on my website. I had a text number that you could text and it would take, it would send you a link to the listing on my website. And I had my personal cell phone number that someone could dial or text and it would be me answering the phone or responding to a voicemail. So I gave the consumer three ways to connect with me and I generated tons of leads. My first year in the business, 2007, I sold over 50 doors, netting me $96,000 and made the decision at that point in my career and in my life that I was going to stay in the real estate business and that it actually worked if I worked. And what I come to find, no matter what the lead source is, every lead source works. Every lead source is a positive return on investment. Every lead source can be a positive return on time. But the biggest challenge is people aren't willing to do one main thing with the leads, and that is work the leads, W-O-R-K. And what people fail to realize is a topic we're going to cover in the month of March and a topic I'll share in this podcast, and that is lead conversion strategies. Lead conversion is the hard part. The lead gen is the easy part, even though today's going to, the focus is going to be on lead gen. But I think when people think lead gen, they don't want to think about all the hard work that goes behind converting the lead. They just want it to be an easy way of lead to them equals a commission. And that's not the truth. There's a huge gap in between those two things. So um, when it came to lead generation from an outbound prospecting standpoint, I became a master at expired lead generation, canceled listing lead generation, open houses. Um, I started doing neighborhood calls, cold calling into neighborhoods. There were all sorts of different strategies that I was implementing in my business to generate leads from cold prospecting. Um, to this day, we're still using cold prospecting efforts with our, our investment business where we're using IVR dialers, where it calls and there's a real person attached if someone answers, but if no one answers, it just drops a voicemail. Uh, we use Mojo Dialer Solutions or MojoSells.com for $156 a month. You can get a three-line dialer and it scrubs everyone and takes out anyone that's on the do not call list. Um, it also has a product attached to it called Neighborhood Search, where you can find people's phone numbers in different neighborhoods. And you can do cold prospecting when you take a new listing or your brokerage takes a new listing or better yet, you or brokerage doesn't ever sell luxury price point, but a luxury house sells. You could call the neighborhood and let everyone know a house sold and what it sold for. So there's lots of different uh, ways and strategies to engage leads um, in that outbound prospecting world, especially if you're taking advantage of a mojo dialer, three line dial, you can make like a hundred dials an hour. So obviously outbound prospecting is your greatest uh, work, the most amount of time and, and energy, in my opinion. Um, it's something that is valid and it does work, but you have to work it. And so I started trying to look uh, work smarter, not harder. 
It is theredx.com. I got it right. There okay. it is. Right? Thank you, Dana. Yeah. Theredx.com. So I wanted to work. I wanted to start learning how to work my sphere. And I'll end on internet leads when we talk about when I launched the team. Because I never really worried or focused on internet leads until 2011. So I figured out all the prospecting stuff, all the work I could do on expired and canceled and sign calls off my listings and using the Mojo dialer to make three-line dials. And that obviously helps with lead conversion, but you also can do lead generation off of that as well. And all this stuff, for those that have listened up to this point that are still in production, you all know it works if you're willing to work it. All, a lot of people say, well, then you're just a glorified telemarketer. And I am way more important than being a telemarketer. I am a realtor. I am a professional there's no way I should have to make any of these calls or have to do any of this work that's below me. I just want to sit back and walk through properties holding my fluffy cat. And the real life is the agents I know that make a million dollars a year that are, are in production, they spend a majority of their time working. And the work that they do is prospecting and meeting with clients to get them to sign on the line that is dotted. And the line that is dotted is not an executed contract. It's a listing agreement, ladies and gentlemen, as well as an exclusive buyer agency agreement. And at the point in which they have signed on that line that is dotted, they turn it over to someone to service it for salary or for a percentage of the commission, but a small percentage. And that is the way the Navy SEAL agent that's working in production makes the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of energy. And as Pat Hyben would say, now that's a pearl. So now getting into sphere of influence, of course, some of the same strategies apply. Our sphere wants to know us, like us, trust us. The only way they can do that is to believe that we're subject matter experts. I created an Excel spreadsheet and I categorized the people that I believed knew me, liked me, and trusted me as A, B, and C um, individuals. A's would be someone that's already bought or sold with me or referred to me. B is somebody that I think was in my close circle that would refer to me and or buy or sell with me. And C was kind of like questionable but I put them in my list anyways because I wanted to have more people in my list. And I think out of the gate, I probably had two or 300 people. Keep in mind, I'm 24. I have no other processes. I'm not sophisticated. I have no idea what I'm doing. I sold 50 houses my first year and I'm like, hey, I want to have a sphere. That sounds cool. Everybody in the office puts their nose up at me and it's like, I would never door knock or go on an open house or prospect on the phone. You're crazy. And of course, I was running circles around most everyone in the office at the time. And people were kind of scratching their head going, how is Jeff, this brand new virgin agent, selling 50 houses this first year? No one had ever done that in my city, to my knowledge, up to that point. I don't know if anyone has still up to this point. Maybe they'd have now with internet leads being so much more common. But I was having a lot of success on it. And so I wanted to be just as successful working my sphere. And so I decided I'd pick up some more books and read more and learn more and understand more the process of reaching out to people and connecting and finding different marketing mediums to communicate different communication channels. So of course we have text and we have phone calls. We have voicemail drops. We have email. We now have all sorts of other stuff, including Facebook messaging, Snapchat, TikTok videos, YouTube, um, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. The list goes on and on and on. And of course that starts to put us down the internet lead channel. But there was lots of ways to engage my sphere of influence. And I started doing it. And the best way was to call someone and just say, hey, it's Jeff Cohn. Um, as you know, I got my real estate license. Maybe you don't know. And I'm just going through my database today to update it and make sure I have all your contact information correct. Obviously, I got your number right. Ha ha ha. Uh, I also want to confirm your email address. Could I get that from you really quick? I don't even have it in my database, but I'm confirming it and just asking them for it. So they give me their email. I want to update their address. 
while I have you on the line, would it be okay if I set you up on an automatic email every time a house sells in your neighborhood so you can stay up with the times and know what your house is worth? No one has ever told me no to that question. Everybody wants to be on that. And the best thing about that is I do nothing and they feel like I'm selling all these houses because they're the ones getting the email and I can put in the subject heading, another listing sold and then received by Jeff Cohn. And a lot of people just assume this it was sold by Jeff Cohn. And so they're get, I have now in my database, today I have 400,000 people. There's only 180,000 people, like pretty, uh, there's only 120,000 domiciles, but I think there's only like 300,000 people that live in the Omaha metro area as a whole. And our database has 400,000 people. Um, over 10,000 of them get an automatic email every time a house sells in their neighborhood. Over 100,000 of them get an automatic email every time a house hits the market that meets their search criteria from the last time that they were on our website. And that's working smarter, not harder, and allowing technology to help you be 1,000 people, even though you're just one. And we choose to use the Boomtown solution for that. We've used Boomtown for over 10 years. We have tenure with them. Um, I believe we've sold more internet leads off of Boomtown than anyone else, and I'll get that get to that here in a minute. But we've had a lot of success in cultivating our list and lead conversion inside of the Boomtown platform. So... We wanted to be able to reach out to someone. Like I said, I'd call and it meant a lot to people that when I would make that phone call, but we wanted to be able to reach out and, and engage and show people that we cared about them and wanted to be able to give them something of value and giving them that automatic email that was already built into the back end of our MLS system. And now, of course, back in of our website was a great give and people loved the connect. And I would recommend anyone listening that's still in production that you reach out to your network at least a minimum of once every three months. And if it's not you, it's someone from your staff, but you can send a text. You can send obviously a voice drop um, using the Mojo Dialer. You can create pre-recorded voicemails and just call people and have the same voicemail drop. Or you can just make the damn call. It's not that hard. So if you look at all your closings, I don't care who you are, most people in the country, they've, the most sales they've had ever in their whole career is like 500 or 1,000. Divide that over 365 days, it's three calls a day. You're out there working hard, can't make three calls, you can make three calls. You just have to create the system behind it. And you have to believe that by doing it, you're going to get something monetary of, of monetary value or extrinsic value that's going to come back to you. And I guarantee you'll get both. So then that leads us to internet leads. And it's the one that I'm most passionate about. But before I get into that, I just want to remind all team leaders listening, if you're not in production, of course, this mindset, this strategy around how to generate leads is something you already know and you've already perfected but it's something we need to teach our people. And I think too often we want to put them into a category where they only work internet leads or they only work their sphere or they only do prospecting efforts. And it's my belief that we should give all agents the ability to work all three groups and work with each person individually, we or our success manager appointed by us to determine which category is the agent best at, where do they make the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of energy and show them that 20% of their input is truly getting them 80% of their output and every year help them repurpose their time towards the thing that got them their greatest results the year before. And if we're not tracking in that way and with that mindset, then people will just be running on a hamster wheel and they'll never improve. And as I've always said, true leaders serve their followers by empowering them to become just like them. If that's what they want, the water is there for them to drink and we have to make sure that we're providing that to them. So. Um, let's dive into the one that I'm most excited about and most passionate about one that put us on the map nationally, and that's internet leads. So over the last 10 years, we have generated over 100,000 internet leads 
To get to 100,000 internet leads, we needed a million visitors to come to our website and click on an ad. Um, I had an interview a couple months back with Greer Allen. So for those that want to get a real big download on this and how we did it, make sure to go check out the Greer Allen podcast here at the Team Building Podcast. Also, on the heels of that comment, um, I would ask if you have not done this already, and I know this is probably the 10th time you've heard me say this, would you please go out to the Apple Podcast app and give us a five-star review and put a little comment in there about a past guest or something, some information you've gleaned from the information that we share with you. The reason for that is, of course, the more people that, that comment on the podcast, the more people will see it in the algorithm that Apple runs. And we would like more people to see it so more people can take advantage of all the content that we share. Uh, right now, we're averaging about 10,000 downloads a month. We'd like to get to 100,000 downloads a month. And we know we can do that with your help. So if you don't mind, please do that. So in that interview with Greer, I right before it, I did a bunch of research to know exactly my numbers so I could share with Greer that we had spent a million dollars in ad leads. The, the leads cost a dollar uh, per click. And we didn't spend most of that. Most of that was spent by our vendor and lender partners. Um, now they're called strategic partners. They used to be called marketing service agreements. And typically that's a mortgage company, an insurance company, home inspection or home warranty. And we never took a dime from any of those business entities the ones we didn't own, all of the money was spent to Boomtown. And then Boomtown deployed it to Google ads or Facebook ads. Majority of ours are Google ads. I think 10% maybe went towards Facebook ads. I still prefer Google over Facebook from a lead conversion and time standpoint. Um, so when it came to the Google link, if anyone were to go search, don't search my city because then you'll make me have to click on it. Go Chicago real estate or buy house Chicago. And you'll find most of the websites that pop up at the top if they're not a national chain. Um, they're going to be a Boomtown page. And you click on it, it shows you houses. And then as you scroll through, it's going to force you to register to get more information about that house. If you choose to register, you're a lead. If you don't choose to register, you're a bounce. Ten, nine out of 10 people bounce. One out of 10 give you their info. 70% of the info in Omaha, Nebraska is accurate. 30% is Mickey Mouse. So you can figure the numbers on that, but we're going to assume that 10, one out of 10 is accurate just for numbers sake. So out of a million clicks, 100,000 people registered. And then following our lead conversion best strategies, we were able to convert at around 2%. What we have found, if you give agents more than about 30 non-scrubbed leads per month, they'll convert one. If you give them 50, they'll convert one because they're going to put the same amount of time as a total per week per month towards a group of 50 as they would 30 as they would 10. And they're going to ultimately convert one lead. And so the point of diminishing returns with lead conversion is one lead for every 30 people. If you send 40, you get one. If you send 50, you get one. And so we started to figure these numbers out. And so we started generating more leads and we started asking for more money. So we get more leads and more money and more leads. And to date, and this podcast is getting recorded in 2022, we've converted over 2,500 internet leads, which is 2.5% of our 100,000 registrations. I believe, and so if anyone can prove me wrong, I'll send you a $100 gift card to the restaurant of your choice. But I do believe, and I have said that our team and now brokerage has converted more internet leads out of any real estate brokerage in history. So if someone can prove that wrong, let me know. I'll send you a hundred bucks if you can prove it. Um, I would like you to prove me wrong. So please do so that I will stop saying it. And then I'll figure out a different way to say it so that it's true. But I do believe we've done the most internet leads and we were obsessive with it. And we were obsessive with tracking where they came from. We, we would track um, a Google ad versus Craigslist versus Zillow versus Facebook. Um, some of our agents were running realtor.com. 
And we wanted to find out analytically if there were any different trends dependent upon which lead source they came from. And what I was asking myself is I had this idea that if it's a Craigslist lead, they were looking for an investment property. They're probably an investor. So the average sales price of a Craigslist buyer lead would be maybe 20 or 30% lower than the average sales price of a Zillow lead. Guess what I discovered? No difference. Same average sales price. Uh, Another one, I assumed that leads that came off the internet would take longer to go under contract than leads that came from our sphere of influence because people from our sphere knew us, liked us, trust us. It'd be a lot easier. They'd go under contract a lot faster. Guess what I discovered? No difference. And there's 10 other categories I could run through and we discovered no difference. What we found was people are people are people are people and they all went down different different rabbit holes. They all landed in different mousetraps and the analytical results were the same. The average person was in our database six months before it went under contract, eight months before we got paid. The average buyer looked at 20 houses before going under contract. The average listing got 10 showing before it went under contract. And these are all based on our 10 years of data points, 100,000 registrations, 2,500 conversions. So I don't know that anyone in the country has a bigger data pool than we do to be able to claim these numbers. And I hear the average in the country for lead conversion on an internet lead is a half of 1%. And I'm sitting here at 2.5% scratching my head going, how are we 5Xing the industry average? And then I come back to the ideal behind W-O-R-K. And all I can say is like a father watching something their child does that is disappointing. It's disappointing. And the problem isn't with the agent not willing to work the lead. The problem is with the leader not willing to work with the agent to work the lead. Because if you don't inspect what you expect, you can expect what you expect to never happen. And so we started to become obsessive with internet leads. Um, It was how we grew our team. So in 2011, we launched and we started generating internet leads because we could grow them exponentially over time. Sphere is hard to grow. If you live and die off your sphere, how do you double your sphere overnight? I can double my internet leads tomorrow. I push a button. I spend twice as much money, double my leads. Double your sphere leads tomorrow. You can double your prospecting leads as well if you use third-party companies to do your prospecting for you. But a real business runs off of a model where you can double everything by pushing a button. If you can't do that, if you can't grow exponentially, if you don't have predictable revenue, then you're not a business, you're a job. And a lot of agents in production have a job and they tell everyone they have this really cool real estate business, but if they go away, they don't have a business. That's not a business, that's a job. And so of course it's our job as I get preachy on this topic, it's because I'm passionate about it. And it's our responsibility. This is my job to be on a podcast and share with the world that there's a better way. Um, Sadly, most agents I know are still in production. Most people that claim to be in the real estate business still sell real estate. And that's great if that's what they want. But I say sadly, because most of them have told me in confidence, it's not what they want. They're miserable and they're doing it because it's the only way they know how to generate revenue. And so we wanted to do things a different way. Instead of being the traditional broker that puts people on a hamster wheel and hopes they never jump off, We wanted to empower people to have the choice if they wanted to, to leave the hamster wheel and teach other people to run on it for a time until they can leave the hamster wheel to help other people run on it and so on and so forth. And so when it comes to lead generation, I think it's the tip of the spear for every business. I know it is. Um, We have to teach people in our industry to do it. We have to be open to them generating leads in these three ways. Going back and recapping, we have our outbound prospecting leads. We have our sphere of influence and we have internet leads. And we have to know where did the lead source, lead source come from? And how long did it incubate? And how many buyers versus sellers? And how many referrals did they end up getting after the fact from those refer, or sorry, from those lead sources? What's building their business? What's driving the revenue? What's driving their business? 
Who do they have the relationships with that are going to be able to refer deals to them down the road? Who's feeding housing and clothing these families that are helping serve our real estate industry? And these are the questions we have to ask. And this is what we have to focus on as we look towards 2022 and beyond and ask ourselves, where are the leads going to come from the next year, the next five years, the next 10 years? And it's going to start to be a really interesting world because data is going to be the number one commodity. And whoever controls the data will control the lead. The consumer will stop working with the physical individual agent and they'll start working with the technology company. And so I think a lot of agents are under attack as the fiduciary. And I think we're up against the tech company being the fiduciary that's using the real estate license and paying them a salary. And I think we're so up against that, that we have to start adopting and preparing for that shift. And I've been saying this for two years and I'm going to continue to say it. And then I'm going to replay this when it happens. And if it doesn't happen, the way we choose to pivot, the way we move the cheese is still going to strategically put us in a stronger position to drive more revenue. And the way I think we survive is by creating ancillary businesses in mortgage, title insurance, fencing, uh, property management, landscape. And you know, the list goes on and on and on of the types of businesses I've heard of agents creating and having a lot of success behind. But at the end of the day, independent of the businesses that we stand in front of, independent of our role, there have to be leads. Leads are key. They're the lifeblood of your business. They are the tip of the spear and elite real estate systems. And of course, the Team Building Podcast is here to share with you additional strategies and techniques to help your teams, your brokerages, your businesses grow and thrive. And, sh and we help and strive to work with you to be able to help you drive more leads and more revenue to your bottom line. Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of the Team Building Podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes, again, in which we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders in the industry. Thank you.